the show the establishment warned you about. That's right. It's the Dr. Tommy Show. Glad to have you back. It's a late night edition of the Dr. Tommy Show on St. Patrick's Day, and we are glad you're here. I'm America's Free Market Doctor, and we are here for analysis and opinion and entertainment. And uh, it was a weird night for us because I had to go and um, we had to, for those at home watching, you can watch on YouTube or Rumble, but you can also listen for your for your uh, convenience. And we uh, we moved here. You can, for those astute listeners, viewers, the viewers, you can see that this room is different. This is the uh, uh, front room now, and a smaller room. So I think the acoustics are better. We'll see. But anyway, we were out and we had to uh, buy a, a recliner because we're going to transform my office into a new room that we're going to use for. Uh, doing IVs. So we're starting to do that here in Tampa. So that's exciting for us. Anyway, we're glad you joined us today and um, just have a, some stuff to share with you. We were gone last week because of this move, move from one room to the other. But in the meantime, boy, did a stack of stuff pile up. And so we're going to try to sort through it. Uh, some of this stuff is kind of funny. One is uh, interesting to me is a uh, this is a this is this is for uh, all those uh, uh, legal minds out there. This is from Breitbart. Jesse Smollett released from jail on bond while he appeals his conviction. So, this is our favorite uh, Empire actor here at the uh, Dr. Tommy Show, Jesse Smollett, and uh, he's a uh, hate crime hoax. This is from uh, Breitbart. Hate crime hoaxer and disgraced actor Jesse Smollett has been released from jail on bond pending his conviction appeal. The move comes after Smollett's lawyers fired for the actor, filed for the actor to be released as he appeals his conviction. You know, this guy here, he's something else. He, uh, he was convicted, you know, for uh, basically, I don't know what the actual charge was. Maybe it was fraud. All I know is if I had done anything close to what he had did, I, I would never have, I would, I would have been in prison since the day they found out. And probably not going to be out for another 15 years. But here he is getting out. But this guy, uh, he, he arranged for himself to be mugged, uh, a.k.a. and or mugged and also uh, had a hate crime con- uh, done on him. And he had this done by his uh, his buddies here, these Nigerian brothers, Abel and Ola. And he paid him $3,500 to, to do this. And they, they said that, uh, he said that what happened was, uh, Smollett claimed he was physically attacked by two men wearing red hats who put a rope around his neck, poured bleach on him, and shouted racial and homophobic slurs at him before eventually yelling, this is MAGA country, referring to the former pre- uh, former President Donald Trump's campaign slogan. You know, I always always say that, too, whenever I, you know, there's this thing with gators. Uh, when, you, when you're walking around, you know, Publix or wherever, and gators walk by you, and they, they know you're a gator because you're wearing a gator hat or or you're wearing gator shirt. And if they're not wearing one, but they see you're wearing one, they're a gator, they'll say, go Gators. And they actually made a commercial about that a few years ago at UF. And, uh, but this is, you know, this is actually what we do when the Donald Trump supporters, when we walk around, we usually do say, uh, this is MAGA country. That's, that's very typical. And, uh, that's, that's what we do. Uh, I don't, but I don't pour bleach on anybody or shout racial slurs, but that's what he did. But he, you know, he got busted, and now he, he was sentenced to 150 days, 150 days in Cook County Jail, and uh, for orchestrating a racist and homophobic attack against himself. <laughs> and uh, now he's out. 
on bail, uh, pending appeal. Yeah. It just shows you that our, our justice system isn't exactly completely screwed up. It's, uh, it's working for us. Um, no, no, this is some news that is interesting to me because here I am home, home alone. Here I am at the office alone after hours. And, uh, we're in Tampa. It's, it's a pretty safe place, but still, you never know. And, uh, don't be worried though, people, because I have my, uh, 38 right there. I'm looking at it right there, ready to go in case someone, you know, comes in to try to accost me. I'm armed. And so Ohio, this is interesting. It's from right scoop. Ohio becomes a constitutional carry state. If you live in the state of Ohio, then you can now carry a handgun concealed without a permit. Thanks to a new law passed by the state's Republican majorities and signed by their governor, Mike DeWine. And Mike DeWine's a a Republican, Uh, although uh, he's probably one of the more, uh, we call moderate or uh, non-conservative Republicans. But either way, he signed it. That's good. It says here, this is from Fox News. It says, Senate Bill 215 allows anyone age 21 or older to carry a concealed firearm unless they are prohibited from possessing a gun under state or federal law. It makes Ohio the 23rd constitutional carry state, according to the National Rifle Association. That's great. You know, this this helps, uh, this helps us who are uh, on the side of freedom, that is, freedom of freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of association, and, and freedom of to arm yourself and then protect yourself. This is good for us because even though in Florida it is not a constitutional carry state, uh, I think it will become soon. And I think that the more states that do become constitutional carry states, the more we can dispel this myth that guns are the reason for gun violence. And, you know, the old argument, guns kill people and are the reason for killing people the same way spoons are, are cause people to be obese. You know, that's the, uh, the silliness of it. But one thing is for sure, when you are constitutional carry, uh, constitutional carry states, or, or even if you just call them open carry, those, those states, are, they tell us, are going to be like the Wild West. You know, everyone's going to be out there just shooting each other and attacking each other, and they're, they're all armed to the teeth, and it's just going to be like the Wild West. But that never happens. I mean, if that did happen, wouldn't you see it, wouldn't you see it on the news all the time? But it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And the reason it doesn't happen is because an armed society is a polite society. If you want to see where the where the real gun violence takes place, as you know, it's in the inner cities where there's uh, usually massive gun control, longtime Democrat ownership of the political machine and, uh, and high crime. And, and one of the and sometimes, you know, like in New York. Which, if, if you read the, the headlines every day, there's something terrible going on in New York. People being attacked and accosted. I saw the other day some 67-year-old woman, Asian woman, was uh, beat by this uh, this black man, it looked like, in the video. Uh, it's 167 times, and they said it was a hate crime. I don't know. It's just it, it, these places are just, you know, like a, the former president used to call them S-hole countries. Well... Sometimes these states and cities are becoming that S-hole type um, of municipalities. Either way, back to constitutional carry, that is something that I think we should have here in Florida. I don't know if uh, the, the, the governor now, is, is he's got a lot of stuff on his plate. The legislature, I know, was, I think they were, the Senate took it up. And I'm not sure, I'm not, I didn't follow it that carefully. But I think one of the things about Florida, we're here in the free state of Florida, one of the things about Florida that's actually disappointing is as much as we are the free state and thank God uh, we are the free state and have one of the greatest governors I think in my lifetime I've ever seen. 
uh, next to Charlie Crist, of course. Charlie Crist is the best. But uh, one of the best governors maybe ever, if Florida's ever had. And uh, but we have the free state, but we don't have uh, some of the freedoms that I would associate with really free states. And one of those is, uh, you know, we have concealed carry permits here, but they're, uh, you know, it's a nuisance. And it's a, the Second Amendment says you have the right to bear arms. And that's what all these other states are saying. I say, look, this is constitutional carry. And the real reason for that is that I think it's important is, like I said, to uh, help destroy this myth that allows uh, politicians to make uh, a living off of the the terrible things that happen when criminals attack people, and those things that are uh, associated with guns, then they blame the gun, and they never look at the reasons for the for the crime. They never look at why are why are people who live in these uh, these uh, Democrat uh, long long standing strongholds why are they having so much crime? And they say, well, you know, the the new mayor. I think it was a new mayor or a governor of New York. I can't remember who it was. Both of them are new, fairly new. Uh, they said that, uh, well, it's the, it's the guns, the amount of guns here. You know, we just saw so many guns. And I think the more that constitutional carry gets out there, the more that you see these states with people who are peacefully armed, politely armed, not killing each other, the more that the average person who is maybe inclined to believe that, you know, carrying a weapon, uh, carrying a firearm is, is going to make that, the, the city or, or them less safe because there's a, people around them carrying. That's actually that's actually the opposite. As you know, anytime there's a shooting, it it occurs 99% of the time. It occurs in a non a gun free zone. So it occurs where people aren't able to defend themselves, and these people are, are fresh or easy pickings for murderous uh, crazy people. So that's good news from Ohio. Ohio, as my dad used to call it. All right, it says here. Oh, this is a, this is surprising. This is from the AP, as reported. Uh, this is AP via Getty, as reported by Breitbart. This is shocking news. Russia ignores UN court order, order uh, UN court ordering end of Ukraine war. The United Nations highest court on Wednesday ordered Russia to immediately end its invasion of Ukraine, taking no further steps into the country. And prepare for sternly mediated peace talks. Moscow roundly ignored the globalist institution organization and continue fighting anyway. The Russian Federation, this is from the, this is the Ukraine. This is the International Court of Justice, which is uh, also known as the World Court. And it says the International Court of Justice resolves legal complaints submitted by states over alleged breaches of international law. It is the supreme supreme judicial institution of the United Nations. So this is like the uh, you know the, the 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 Grand Council of the United Nations. Which, if you're a globalist, the United Nations is you know the United Nations is just the be all to end all. So this says here. This is what the ICG said. They said. The Russian Federation shall immediately suspend the military operations that commenced on 24 February 2022, court's president said. Uh, he spoke as dozens of protesters gathered carrying signs that say, stop Putin, blah, blah, blah. It says, you know, Russia's decision to ignore the ceasefire demand continues its decision to roundly defy other UN actions. What in the world is our world coming to when we have a vote from the International Just Court of Justice, and this is reported as news that Russia is going to ignore it. Is this 
Is this in any way shocking to anybody out there who is not uh, completely, uh, uh, completely oblivious to the fact that Russia is doing what it wants to do, no matter what anybody says, because they have no opposition. The, the only opposition really that Russia would have is if China set their foot down and said, look, you got to stop doing this. You're, you're causing trouble. You're, you're upsetting the, uh, the balance of power and it, you keep it up. Then there's going to be a war and then we're not going to be able to have, we got these factories all across this country. They're just building billions and billions and billions of cheap uh, stuff to send to the United States to, um, to buy for them to buy and purchase. And, if the economy crashes, then we crash, and that's the only way that China would is if China stepped in and told Russia, because you know, what was Joe Biden going to say something? Is Joe Biden going to you know meet with Putin and call you know he looked him in the eye and he called him a he's, he called him a, a killer. He said he was a killer. Joe Biden, I tell you, this is from the Western Journal. Biden announces he has COVID, <clears throat> calls VP Kamala Harris quote the first lady and calls, calls Doug Emhoff a second lady. Uh, and this is a commentary from Western Journal from uh, Richard Bledsoe. He says, watching Joe Biden in action is disconcerting. It is the uncomfortable experience of watching a cognitively, cognitively impaired senior citizen thrust into the spotlight by unseen handlers while the policies he rubber stamps destabilizes the nation and the world. Biden is clearly not lucid enough to carry, to understand what catastrophes he reads off the teleprompters. It is even worse when Biden tries to improvise. While speaking at an equal pay event on Tuesday, Biden managed to misspeak his way into mistakenly announcing he had COVID-19. So if you people didn't see this, and I was going to actually play a clip of it before this, and I was looking for it, and YouTube has scrubbed it. I I didn't find it. I looked not that hard, but the only one I found it was on Sky News, and they had a clip of him talking, but it was... uh, uh, it was it was Sky News, and they were playing some music in the background, some elevator music, and it just it wasn't good. But anyways, Joe Biden gets up there and he says, uh, "Let me just see if they have a quote here." Uh, there you go. There's been a little change. This was Biden talking to uh, who was he talking to? He was talking equal pay event. Okay, so here's Joe Biden, the president, president of the United States, most powerful man in the world. Uh, but there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on stage. Because of the first lady's husband contracting COVID, Biden said. All right, the first lady is Dr. Jill, right? Internal medicine. And uh, so the first lady's husband got COVID. That makes that Joe Biden, right? The first lady's husband would be the president. In effect, Biden was announcing that he himself had contracted the disease. A voice from offstage had to correct Biden. The transcript identified the voice as belonging to Dr. Jill, MD. Actually not. Dr. Dr. Jill, Dr. Jill of, uh, she has the same doctorate. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not belittling Dr. Jill. I'm belittling the people who call, who, who, who want to always proclaim her as Dr. Jill. She is Dr. Jill. You know, she's Dr. Jill just as much as, uh, uh, what's that, that lady's name that used to be on radio. I can't remember her name. Anyway, Dr. Laura. Yeah. Dr. Jill, Dr. Laura. What happened to Dr. Laura? Where in the world is she? Anyway, Dr. Jill uh, told him off stage that, uh, that corrected him and said, um, you know, you don't have COVID. And it turns out that the second gentleman, they call him, which is uh, this uh, husband, the husband of Kamala Harris. Okay, so. Uh, anyway, this is, this is kind of. 
I don't want to. I don't want to come across as being ugly. I'm a physician. I don't want to come across as um, being spiteful. But the truth of the matter is, is if would you let Joe Biden fly your airplane if he was a pilot? If Joe Biden was a doctor, like his wife, Doctor Jill, if Joe Biden was your physician, would you let him prescribe medicines for you? If Joe Biden was your grandfather, would you let him? Uh, go driving long distances by himself. If, if Joe Biden, if Joe Biden was your accountant, would you turn over all of your financial records to him and just say, you know, this, you know, do, do your best. And then, then let me know what happened. I don't think you, I don't think if you're out there listening and you say yes, then, then Joe Biden, you should be comfortable saying he's your, he's a president. He's in charge. If you believe any of those or no, then you should not. And that's the truth. Oh, more doctor news. This is uh, Dr. Biden. This is Dr. Uh, Scott Charmarley. Carmarley. Carmarley. I don't know. Carmarley. This is from WFLA News, local news station here. All right. You ready? Dentist damaged patient's teeth to boost his profits. A Wisconsin dentist has been convicted of fraud for intentionally damaging the teeth of his patients to boost his profits. Good Lord. Scott Carmely, Charmely, C-H-A-R-M-O-L-I, I don't know how he's pronounced it, 61, was found guilty of five counts of healthcare fraud and two counts of making false statements about his patient's treatment. Federal prosecutors say Carmely broke his patient's teeth using his drill. And you know, people already don't want to go to the dentist. They're going to read this or hear this, and they're never going to go to the dentist. You know, people already don't want to go to the dentist. He says, Carmely broke his patient's teeth using his drill and then took photos and x-rays that he submitted to insurance companies so they would cover the cost of surgery to repair the damage. You know what's the real the real fault of this is? This is insurance companies. He would not have done this if he knew he could not um, get a bucket full of cash from these insurance companies. I bet I bet if patients said, you know, who's your who's your dentist? Oh, I got to see Doctor Carmely. And God, I heard bad things about him. You know, this 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 is if if people paid for the dental visits themselves without dental insurance, and said, "Doctor Carmel, golly, uh, every one of his patients that I know has a crown or had to get a crown, and they didn't have any problems till they saw him. Then they had to get a crown. Pretty soon, Doctor Carmely would not have any patients, but because he has thousands of patients, probably, you know, he's able just to drill people's teeth and then get crowns. It says Carmely saw his profits increase by more than 1 million in a single year. Good Lord. In 2014, he earned 1.4 million and performed 434 crown procedures. See, I went in the wrong business. I knew that a long time ago that I went in the wrong business. Anyway, the following year, he raked in 2.5 million while fixing more than 1000 crowns on his patients. That is a crown putting on full because by my, by my math, uh, a one year is 365 days. And he did a thousand crowns on his patients, and unless he's working on the weekends, my God, this guy was, this guy was a crowning, crowning king. I'm surprised he only got two point five million, and I, I'm supposing that he did most of this damage himself. Between 2016 and 2019, he billed over four point two million for crown procedures, conducting more than seven hundred a year during that time. One of Carmely's former patients, Todd Todd Tedeschi. Testified that he was pressured into undergoing surgery, despite the fact that he felt his teeth were fine. He explained that Carmely convinced him to get two crowns affixed at the same time so that he would, wouldn't need to undergo anesthesia twice. It seemed excessive, but I didn't know any better, Tedeschi said. 
He was the professional. I just trusted him. Carmelie will be sentenced to faces up to 60 years. Good Lord. I hope he gets it. What a, what a sick freak. This thing, this is, this is kind of interesting. We're getting to the COVID, COVID roll here. COVID, 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 COVID. Everybody's talking about COVID. I don't know if COVID will ever end. Anyway, here's COVID stuff. This is COVID. Uh, this is interesting. This is, I remember early on when COVID was happening and I always thought that COVID was being misrepresented. I thought that COVID was more prominent than, I mean, uh, yeah, I thought there was more COVID cases than they're letting on the letting on that there were because they were saying, look, this many people died of COVID. Okay. You can say that because they're in the hospital presumably, or somehow or another, you can say, look, this person had COVID that died. Or then we found out that I mean, they're died with COVID. Uh, guy had COVID and was, uh, you know, cutting down a tree, fell down, chainsaw. Here he is. He died of COVID, they say. So anyway, we had all these deaths from COVID, right? That's easy to say. And then we said, okay, well, how many, how many deaths of, what's the percentage? Because we were told, you know, Dr. Fauci assured us this was, this was the worst thing we've ever seen. This is the worst thing is probably ever going to happen to man. COVID is just watch out you know this is this is terrible stuff and we were told that the mortality rate was just so high it was like three percent maybe four percent anyways 10 times as much as least of flu and then they were doing studies to find out uh and then the, the reason how they were finding out how many covid cases there were so they had the numerator is deaths of covid from covid with covid whatever uh yeah. and then they said all right how many cases of covid and, that, and this is how they counted cases well, how many people showed up and got tested and are then positive? And then that's, that's how many cases of COVID we have. And that's, that was taken as gospel. And we were, and we were reported daily on the, on the amounts of COVID that were out there. So it's, you know, Oh, 20% is bad. And you know, if we can get under 5%, if we can ever get, and that's, that's how much COVID was out there. And they were saying the death rate was based on the number of people who died from COVID or with COVID and then the number of people who had tested positive for COVID. And I said to myself, why is it that we're treating COVID differently than we treat the annual flu? Because the flu, they estimate, right? So they'll get a number. I think I've read it was 10%. And then they estimate out and they say, based on this 10% or whatever, we're going to, just like most people understand about statistics, uh, uh, this, we're going to estimate out and say that 50 million people had flu this year, even though we didn't diagnose 50 million people with the flu. We're basing it off of estimates. We never did that with COVID by the establishment. However, I do remember early on in COVID that there were some studies done and the studies were done in places like California. I remember one and one of them was here in Florida. And they said, look, we're, we're looking at sewer data. We're looking at this virus in sewer because it's shed in people's, in people's eating dinner It's shed in their stool. Anyway. uh, So they said, look, the number of people who have COVID is actually 15 to maybe even 40 times as many as, as we're reporting. And I said, well, that, that's, that's good. That's good because that means that COVID isn't as deadly as they say it is. But that was, to this day, I don't know if they'll ever even really, they won't confess that. But anyway, this is from, um, this is from, uh, who is this from? Oh, goodness, I don't know. Uh, Bloomberg. Okay, so it says, U.S. sewer data warns of a new bump in COVID cases after a lull. Data from wastewater can spot a rise in infections before it shows up through positive tests. It says a wastewater network that monitors monitors for COVID-19 trends is warning that cases are once again rising in many parts of the U.S. According to an analysis of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention data by Bloomberg, 
More than a third of the CDC's wastewater sample sites across the U.S. showed rising COVID-19 trends in the period ending March 1 to March 10, though reported cases have stayed at a recent low. The number of sites with rising signals of COVID-19 cases is nearly twice what it was in February, from February 1 to February 10, when the wave of Omicron variant cases was fading rapidly. It says, here it goes. Wastewater samples cannot tell how many people have COVID-19. Instead, they measure how much of the virus is being found in sewer water. A high concentration of sample can indicate a rising number of infections, often days before those cases show up in tests. This is interesting because if you have been paying attention, we are trying to memory hole COVID from the political standpoint. We've done a complete 160 or 180, 160. We've done a complete 180. So the uh the people in charge has said look lockdown 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 covid's gonna kill you covid's gonna kill you now that's why you haven't seen dr fauci anywhere dr fauci that's his mantra dr fauci will never admit that covid's over that would be like uh that'd be like uh the the tooth fairy admitting that you don't really get money for teeth it's it's just a it's just fiction Dr. Fauci has staked his claim on COVID. That is, and COVID is, is he, he would like nothing better than to be remembered as the man who saved humanity from COVID. Anyway, but aside from Dr. Fauci, politicians, uh, people all across the country are trying to get rid of COVID. They're trying to drop COVID. And the reason why is because COVID has become unpopular. The, the people have become uh, sick of knowing that they may have been locked down for two years without any real reason to be. And more and more, because they're listening to unfounded disinformation broadcasts like this one, that uh, you know people who have COVID vaccines still get COVID. And then they're hearing that uh, people who are, who are, who are vaccinated, uh, you know, if they go out and get COVID, they can still spread it. Well, that's, you know, we're not supposed to say that. If I just got cut on YouTube, watch on Rumble. Anyway, the uh, the COVID the, the the COVID mantra is going away, and people are wanting to get out of COVID. They're they're saying, "Look, no, no more mandates, none of this stuff." Uh, but if this happens, if this rise again happens, what will they do? Because right now, even places like New York and all those are are getting rid of these mandates, and they're and actually there's there's companies I forgot to think it was United. They're having people come back to work now. They're saying, "Look, we fired all you fire you furloughed you pilots and uh, flight attendants, and because you're un, you're unvaccinated, you're the unwashed, you're you're spreading COVID everywhere. You're you're animals, and uh, you're 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 put on leave and no pay. And so the people have been at home. And pilots have been just you know sitting around watching TV, not flying, uh, and then so." But now they're letting them back. They're saying, look, come on back to work. So we're across the board, we're getting rid of COVID uh, restrictions. And yet here we are, this data that says that sewer cases show that, or sewer data shows that cases are potentially on the rise. And what are we going to do? Are they going to pretend like it didn't happen? And I think they will. Because I think the, the, uh, the powers that be have moved on. They realize, and the real reason for this is it's unpopular. And it's unpopular, and it's an election year, and it's 2022. And they don't want to get uh, thrown out uh, with the uh, the bathwater. And when 2022 happens, and people are saying, "Look, you're a COVID propagandist. 
you're a COVID lockdowner. I don't want anything to do with you. They want to get ahead of this and say, look, 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 look. We, we stopped the mandates. We're not doing that anymore. Here it is. And this is leads right to it. This is from The Blaze. This is from Daniel Horowitz. And if you read Daniel Horowitz, he's really on spot. And I tried to highlight what I was going to read. And I just ended up highlighting the whole article. But I don't want to, I don't want to read the whole thing. But it says here, I'll just read the beginning. It says, this is Daniel Horowitz and Blaze. Florida media figures have been accusing Ron DeSantis of promoting a phantom bill they dishonestly call the Don't Say Gay Bill. Yeah, this is, y'all, y'all probably maybe had heard of this. Basically, the get, Don't Say Gay Bill, as they called it in the media. Very, very lapdoggishly, uh, very sycophantly, uh, they, they picked up and said this. The Don't Say Gay Bill said that, uh, among other things, that you couldn't teach sexual orientation, sexual anything to kids kindergarten through third grade and my god what a backward state we are because of that right and so they called it the don't say gay bill because they said it was just being just so homophobic and transphobic and blah 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 anyway that's what that is but in fact they would like to him to abide by bizarre new dictate in the world of media censorship don't say covid yes the very topic that held like a shark grasping its prey for nearly two years is suddenly taboo as the usa today owned palm beach post ran a headline titled is ron DeSantis addicted to covid Yet, if you understand what's going on with the safety and efficacy of the shots, it's quite obvious why they no longer want to discuss the issue, which is precisely why we should never talk about it. And this is getting, this is gets interesting. This is, could take a whole show in and of itself, but it says here, I'll just read more of it. Throughout the past years, whenever there was a spike in deaths in a given part of the world, every American was treated to an endless barrage of panic porn, warning them to take precautions to ensure they were not hit next. That paradigm has magically changed as the virus continues to rage throughout East Asia, a region that was largely spared from the wrath of the pathogen until now, the media no longer wants to warn of impending doom. Well, that's because we have already had natural immunity here, whereas in East Asia, many people have been exposed for the first time, you might say. That's a very logical hypothesis, but to suggest it necessarily concedes the point that there is natural immunity, not that the vaccines that, compar- that convey protection. Given that most East Asian countries have higher vaccination rates than the U.S., listen to this. From day one, South Korea was touted as a country that did everything right, from sophisticated contact tracing and quarantine to disciplined mask wearing and high vaccination rates. Yet, for the first time, South Korea has more people critically ill with COVID than the United States. Obviously, one would still rather be in South Korea's position overall during the past two years, but the new trend begs the obvious question: Why is South Korea by far worse off than ever? Precisely. After nearly all adults are vaccinated, 87% of the population has at least one shot and 62% has has had boosters, which means nearly everyone within the age range that could possibly experience bad outcomes has had three shots. Just like Israel, the country is now administering fourth boosters. So what gives? Why South Korea and other Asian countries countries skated by without many deaths until now is unclear. Possibly the result of healthy population, prior partial immunity, or sure luck. But either way, why would it get worse than ever after having these shots? It goes on. This is an interesting article because it talks about um, some of the UK data. I'll just read it. Cases appear to be going up in some Western countries as well, including the UK. Where they are com- Where are they coming from? Every successive UK HSA vaccine surveillance report released on Thursdays appears to show the negative efficacy of the vaccine intensifying each week. So negative efficacy means that it is not helpful. It is bad. Uh, The data now shows that between February 13 and March 6, the infection rate per capita 
was the lowest among the unvaccinated for every age group. It was the highest in the triple jabbed in almost every age cohort. Cohort. For most age groups, the booster is now between negative 200 and negative 250% effective. So this is something that you should, if you're, if you're interested, you should read about and you should say, is this true? Is Daniel Horowitz a lying disinformation person who needs to be banned and thrown under the, into the gallows and never heard from again? Or does he, is he actually reporting the truth? And it's, it's, this is not like his opinion. This is, well, it is his opinion, but this is UKHSA vaccine surveillance report. And that's one thing we don't release here. We don't release that much info. If you read or watch Alex Berenson, what's one of them? And it says, he says that, um, you know, he, he said a lot of, a lot of stuff about COVID. If you're looking for, like I said, it was hard to find that Joe Biden clip before the show. And if you're looking for things that are hard to find, uh, about COVID, about COVID vaccines, things that have been scrubbed from the internet, uh, from the big tech, uh, you can go to Alex Berenson's Substack, And a lot of times he will have it there. That's just a little tip. This is, a. This is from the blaze. Uh, this is from Adam. This is Adam Carolla tells Megan Kelly that children have been forced to wear masks in schools for a much more nefarious reason than just COVID-19. So Adam Carolla, if you all remember is from when I was a kid, the man show the man show was Adam Carolla and Jimmy uh, Kimmel. And they would sit on the couch and be uh, stereotypical pig men. And then uh, they would talk about girls and how, how pretty they were. And, they would oogle over them, and, uh, and they'd have girls dramp- jumping on trampolines. And then that was a joke, and everything went away. Now, Adam Carolla is not necessarily, I wouldn't call him a conservative. I don't know what his politics are. I know he's not a orthodox leftist, but Adam Carolla is much different than Jimmy Kimmel, who is now an orthodox leftist, an orthodox progressive, who... And then what that means is if you have, if you have in the general consensus, what is the, what is the uh, conventional wisdom of the left on anything? Uh, the, uh, don't say gay bill in Florida masking, whatever. Jimmy Kimmel will be the guy who will give you the right answer to say, this is the, this is orthodox progressive left, uh, this is their advocacy point on this. This is what they believe. It, it's easy as, as, as predictable as the sun coming up. And then Corolla is not like that. Actually, I saw Adam Corolla speak one time with uh, Dennis Prager. And one of our, one of our listeners is a good friend, Chris Pegg out in California. And we went to go see uh, Adam Corolla and Dennis Prager. And uh, I think it was, I can't remember. St. Pete, I believe. Anyway, we saw him down there. Oh, it was the guy that ran for uh, the guy that ran for mayor down here, and uh, they named a, a theater after him. I can't remember. Anyway, Adam Carolla. So it says Adam Carolla, who appeared on Tuesday's broadcast of the Megan Kelly Show podcast, told Kelly that he doesn't agree with the Los Angeles Unified School District's decision to continue masking in schools. Thank you, LA Unified School District, and thank you, Teachers Union. They're a bunch of cowards, he thundered, and hypocrites, and there's no science to, to what you're doing. Why the emphasis on the kids, Corolla added. This hasn't been dangerous for kids. We've known this. This kills sick people, old people, obese people, comorbidity people. It doesn't ostensibly ki- affect kids. They're the safest category. Why keep drilling down on the kids? 
and this is a, something I and I hate to admit it, but I never I never thought of this way he came across. He said that remember this phrase, Megan, crate training. You cannot train a dog when it's middle aged. You have to get them when they're puppies and get them trained up into that crate. And that's what we're doing with the kids, because this will not be the last emergency and will be not be the last time the government and the governor and the mayor need to exact their power. And so, quote, let's get the kids into the crate. Let's get them coached up and they'll be ours. We can do whatever we want with them after that. And they'll listen to anything. They'll be good subjects. So uh, this is a, you know, Adam thinks that the reason for all this masking is not necessarily to protect kids from COVID, because like you said, kids, generally speaking, don't get very ill from COVID. All three of my children have had COVID. Thank the Lord. They all did well. And I hope that most every child has done well that's had COVID or everybody, every person. The Chinese coronavirus, most likely made in a lab by the Communist Party. Now I'm banned from YouTube. Anyway, that virus, it does thankfully does not affect children very much, does not hurt them very much. So why would they say that we'd have to mask the kids up? We have to mask the kids up. And I never thought about it because I knew it was for training us. I knew it was a test of our obedience. I knew that it was a reason to show, to flex your muscles as it were, as you, as you are a local politician or a national politician or little, uh, uh, tyrant in a, uh, you know, five foot two tyrant uh with with, uh, glasses who's been in the government for 50 years um those people wanted to make sure that we knew who was boss and they wanted to see and they're probably pleased to see that there's a large number of people who will just obey no matter what they'll obey they'll obey if you tell them what to do they'll do it and i knew that was the reason for a lot of the COVID stuff was a test run to say all right, now we've done this with COVID. My prediction, and I think this is going to come true, is that it's going to be climate change next. Climate change is next. It's going to be uh, the reason to do a number of things. Force you to buy an electric car. Force you to, like, here we are today, force you to accept the fact that gas has to be $4.50 or $5 a gallon. Uh, force you to uh, take public transportation, force you to uh, not eat meat, force you to uh, um, vote for taxes that uh, help to reduce uh, whatever, uh, carbon footprints, you know. So I think that's what it was. This was a test drive to say, look, here we got COVID. We're going to say this is a dangerous thing. It's killing people if we don't do something about it. We don't have these emergency powers and we don't have this authority to do things and pass all these laws people are going to die and then you know they did the thing and then we all not all of us but a lot of us just fell in and did whatever they were told and didn't ask questions didn't question it because dr fauci says so and dr fauci is a good guy so i think that's what happened and now what you're seeing is what's going to happen is climate change is going to come around and it's going to be a similar thing where they're going to say Climate change is, and they've already said this, climate change is causing, you know, uh, children to die. Climate change is causing, uh, you know, uh, minorities to have poorer health. Climate change is causing, you name it, whatever, anything bad that you could think of. Uh, Climate change is causing it to where, uh, you know, climate change activists can't fly in private jets. No, that's not true. They They can still do that. But either way, 
that that's the thing I think it was. And then I wasn't until I read this that I thought, you know what, that's true. The reason they went after the kids so hard is they wanted to train the kids. And I'm glad that my kids have lived through this and seen from this has been like a short experiment, the beginning of the idiocy to the end of the idiocy and all the idiocy in, be, idiocy in between uh, from from the lockdowns. And like I said, I'm not I'm not here to say that whatever every everyone in March of 20 probably didn't know what to expect. Uh, it could have been COVID was very bad. It could have been. I didn't think I never thought of Ebola like people tried to portray it as I knew it was, but we didn't know. You didn't know if you get it, you might die after two years. You know what it is. COVID is a known commodity for the most part. Um, and I think that, uh, one of the things that we've learned as our children have learned is that said, you don't have to listen exactly to what Dr. Fauci says, or people like Dr. Fauci, you can have your own mind. You can think for yourself. And I'm glad that I've been able to live through this and see, I mean, we lived in the time of where I remember people being arrested for, for being on the beach. Hell, Tom Brady, who just unretired to come back was here in Tampa. I think this was before I ever played a snap for Tampa. Poor guy was working out in a public park and the damn police came up and said, you got to go home. It's too dangerous for you here. I'm glad I lived through this stupidity and I'm glad I have people around me who have lived through this to see, to further educate and to understand how completely stupid government lots of times is. That's it for our show this week. Uh, join us on drtommy.com slash podcast and you can see us live or you can also see the, uh, the audio or video replay. Uh, we hope you have a good weekend and uh, be safe until next time. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.